well. Welcome to the latest edition of the ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. This is going to be a fun week. We had a few questions coming in. This is something we were hoping to get from the very beginning. So as you are the members, you should be driving all of this. If you have questions about what's going on in the economy or what's not going on in the economy, please send them in. You can direct them to Aisha Salman, and she will then get them to me, and I can answer them like I'm going to do today. So the questions at this point kind of indicate where many of us are these days. Kind of a version of what the heck is going on and what can we expect for the rest of the year. One of them was how long this housing expansion is likely to go on. We're seeing pretty good numbers when it comes to housing starts. We've seen good numbers when it comes to permits. We've seen fairly decent numbers, even when it comes to the commercial side. The only areas that have been down have been those, for example, in multifamily. Um, We're certainly not seeing a lot in the hospitality sector, hotel construction, that kind of thing. But when it comes to the growing markets, whether this is commercial construction around warehousing or more residential activity, These seem to be trends with some legs. Um, I think we are seeing kind of a a revolution of sorts when it comes to how the millennial looks at housing. For many, many years, it's been the assertion that the millennial generation is not interested in single-family housing. They were content with the multifamily option. They preferred apartments. They preferred all of that. That's been changing, and you're seeing a lot more interest in the sort of typical suburban, even exurban type of of housing. I think that's going to continue, and it's continuing for a couple of reasons. One is people have the freedom, I think, to be further away from where they work because they're working at home. People who had been looking for housing that was close to where they worked because they didn't want to deal with the commute and they didn't want to deal with spending a great deal of time dealing with mass transit and the like, are now saying, well, I work from home anyway, so maybe I can move further out. So you're beginning to see some of that play into the housing sector. The other thing, of course, is that we're dealing with a housing shortage in much of the rest of the country. Most areas in the U.S. are underserved when it comes to housing. That depends, obviously, on the expense because we're probably not short of housing on the upper end, but we're definitely short of housing on the lower end. The starter home is still priced out of a lot of people's reach, and even with low mortgage rates, those have not been moving as as swiftly as we would like, at least as far as adding to the stock. The permits, though, indicate that pretty much all over the country, you're seeing expansion. And this is something I think that will last for a while. Now, we're going into a traditionally slower time of year for home sales, and that's going to play itself out. So we're really now focused more on what happens after the first of the year when the holidays are over. Another question that we got in had to do with what we expect as far as retail. Uh, This is the time of year when we begin to get very interested in retail numbers. This is the point in the year where retailers either make it or break it, and many of them are coming into it pretty weak. Most of what we know we were figuring out really through the summer. 
this has been a revolution as far as how the consumer behaves. We're seeing, obviously, a growth in online, and that's not something that's going to slow down anytime soon. What you're seeing with the brick and mortars is that certain kinds of stores are doing a lot better than others. Uh, For example, this morning, I was speaking to a chamber of commerce in the Kansas City area, and this obviously is a very small example, very anecdotal, but it's something that they had seen repeated in other communities like theirs. If you were in a community where the majority of the retail space was either in a mall or was caught up in kind of the traditional department store model, things are not looking good. Their revenues were down. Everything was was pointing to a lack of activity in that sector. However, if you were possessed of a Sam's Club or a Costco, you were sitting really pretty. They were talking about almost a doubling of their sales tax revenue from those types of outlets. The consumer is still buying, and they're still buying in other sectors other than online, but they're now apparently making many fewer trips, doing a lot more bulk shopping than they used to. Uh, The surveys have indicated that one of the changes in the consumer's mindset is that they no longer feel like they want to run into a store for one or two items and run out. It's too much of a hassle. They, it's not like there's a lot to do, but people are, I don't want to wear a mask, and I don't want to go on a certain path in the store, and I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to make sure that when I do go to the store, I get as much as I can get in one trip and not have to make multiple visits. So that's something that's showing up on the retail side. The retailers are expecting this to be a year where the shopping will be done early, and it will be rather intense by kind of the professional shoppers, predominantly women, people who are going to try to get most of what they want early in November, at the very latest, probably even into October. This is similar to what we've had the last several years, where we've dealt with inventory light coming into the holiday spending, stores not wanting to load up with a lot of inventory that they get stuck with after the first of the year. What that translates into is that by the end of the shopping season, by the time you get into December, there's going to be a lot of outages. Stores are not going to have as much product as they had in the past, and it will be leaving the late shopper kind of in the lurch. Traditionally, that has been men. Men have a tendency to kind of forget that Christmas arrives on the 25th of December again. They discover this two or three days ahead of time and suddenly panic and realize they're going to have to go out and shop. I am not joking when I tell you that of the men that shop in the last two or three days before Christmas, fully half of them do all of their shopping at a convenience store. So if the women listening to this podcast have ever been the proud possessor of a package of Slim Jims and a six-pack, you now know why. Um, The love of your life was caught unawares, despite owning a calendar. So the male part of this shopping equation is probably going to have to change their habits a little bit if they want variety. What's also going to be interesting is the post-Christmas activity, because one of the big moments for retailers is when all the women bring back all the gifts that their husbands bought for them over Christmas. 
and this is another characteristic of the male shopper. We have no idea what they want, and they end up taking it back to the store, and that ends up being a better week for most of the retailers than the weeks prior to Christmas. We are expecting a halfway decent retail year. People are spending a lot more money on things than they used to. They used to spend a lot of their money on services, and those have been restrained to one degree or another. And that probably won't change uh, going into the holiday season. So look for more goods to be purchased, less in the way of services. And this also reflects the fact that travel is still going to be constrained. You're still going to have impact in the hospitality sector as well as in the airline sector and, and others related. So with that, I will close this version of the podcast. And I remind you, If you want to hear me talk about something other than this stuff, send me your questions and I'll be more than happy to deal with them in future podcasts. Just remember to get in touch with Isha Salman and that's A-Salman, A-S-A-L-M-A-N at A-S-A dot net and she will then forward those questions to me. Thank you.